President Biden has signed his $1 trillion infrastructure spending bill, which includes funding to boost the auto industry's movement toward electric vehicles. Kristen Dietschik is Senior Vice President of Research at the Center for Automotive Research. She tells WDET's Alex McLennan the infrastructure bill includes $7.5 billion for electric vehicle charging. There is also you know, money in the infrastructure bill for strengthening the grid, for uh, demonstration projects on hydrogen that aren't particularly automotive related but are necessary for future automotive development. Um, so now there is the proposal, the Build Back Better bill, and the language of that that currently exists in the House um, includes incentives for the purchase of electric vehicles, as well as uh, funds for uh, programs that will help manufacturers transition to making electric vehicles. And then talking about the, the money for infrastructure in the, in, or for the electric charging network and the infrastructure plan, is that going to do enough to make the, the electric vehicles more feasible to use? Because there's a, a, a lot of work that, that has to get done there, I know, to, to kind of get it to a point where it's anywhere near kind of as accessible as gasoline. Does, this, does it go far enough, in your opinion? It's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a good start on it. But, you know, this is a space where it's not just going to be a federally provided infrastructure or network. There are private players in here. There's the utilities and what they bring to the table. So, you know, having the federal money here to start laying down the, the basics of a um, of an electric vehicle charging network, especially for high-speed chargers along interstate highways, is is really key. And you know, most electric vehicles are charged in people's homes in their garage with you know a level two charger that the vehicle owner buys. Well, then you have to have a house. Um, and one you can put that kind of a charger in. So the public charging networks or, you know, the even the private networks that are out there are when people are going outside their normal commute. And, you know, that's necessary for the confidence people have in buying an electric vehicle that has the range that they need to get where they need to go. And, you know, people in Detroit, like we think about, you know, can I go to Chicago on a, on a tank of gas? Well, a lot of people have to stop on the way to Chicago for, for a refill, and they may have to stop uh, for a recharge. Now, batteries are getting better, more capable, longer range. So this uh, chargers everywhere is is important, but it's it's going to be less and less important as the battery technology improves. Yeah, that was uh, that was just what I was going to ask. When it comes to to getting people in the EVs, is it more down to the the technology of the batteries and the cars that are available? I know steady state um, batteries are kind of the next thing that people are looking at. Is that going to be solid the, state? Solid state, state. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, is that going to be the thing that that's really going to determine it for people, or is it the infrastructure, or is it a marriage of the two things? I think it's a marriage of the two things. I think, you know, I've said before, there's sort of three things that consumers really need when they're looking at an electric vehicle, unless, you know, some people are motivated by, you know, the technology or being the first to have it or, you know, environmental causes. But for, you know, the bulk of consumers, they want to make sure this isn't going to cost me a whole heck of a lot more than a regular vehicle. And those consumer incentives that are in Build Back Better will help for that. Um, they want to know that I don't have to compromise the kind of vehicle I want in order to get an electric vehicle. And, you know, some of the first electric vehicles or first hybrid vehicles were very small, and that doesn't fit a lot of people's lifestyles. You know, the most popular vehicle in the United States is a cross-utility vehicle. 
Um, and pickup trucks are really big here too. So, you know, the automakers are coming to those segments with electrified product. Um, and then the last thing is convenience. And convenience can be addressed with charging network and with investment in batteries that have longer range, charge faster, and, you know, solid state is out there as one of the next technologies to come into this space. But we're a little ways away from solid state in, in mass market vehicles um, at this point. So the charging network and having that feel feel ubiquitous, feel like you can go where you want to go and not be stuck, you know, on the side of the road for a few hours waiting for a charge um, is, I think, a, a big hurdle that many consumers are facing. And then you mentioned that there's some stuff in there about hydrogen, um, even if that isn't exactly relevant to autos in America at this point. Um, what kind of stuff are they looking at with hydrogen? Well, you know, hydrogen is going to be a real key technology for electrifying um, larger vehicles. Um, so semi-trucks, uh, you know, larger uh, heavy-duty trucks, and even other forms of transportation, you know, rail and air and all sorts of things. So hydrogen fuel cells um, are are a critical uh, future technology. And so the, the money in uh, the infrastructure bill that has passed is for building out uh, hydrogen hubs. There's supposed to be four um, dispersed across the country in different regions. Um, and those are for, you know, building out, uh, you know, a demonstration basically of how hydrogen can be used. And hydrogen can be used not only for mobile uh power, but for stationary power as well. So there's a lot of research and development going into using hydrogen as a fuel for for mobile and stationary sources. So this is going to kickstart that a little bit too. 